0: Welcome to The Terrible Take, a daily segment telling Steeler Nation what's on our minds. I'm Melanie Friedlander. If there was a right time for the Steelers to fire offensive coordinator Matt Canada, it was last offseason. But they kept him. Or, with the offense struggling to do much of anything in the first five games, the bye week would have been another reasonable time to fire Matt Canada, giving the coaching staff and players time to transition to a new play caller and game planner. But after the break, Canada was still the O.C., And just when you think the Steelers will stick with Canada until his contract expired and you're resigned to the endless punishment of predictable play calling and averaging less than one passing touchdown per game, it wasn't Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or even Jay Glazer with the breaking news last Tuesday morning. It's just a formal announcement from the Steelers' social media account that Matt Canada had been relieved of his duties. Yes, that miserable 13-10 loss to the Browns was a major factor, a game that flipped the division ranking for the two teams. And yet that alone couldn't have been the tipping point. There is no doubt in my mind that whether it was head coach Mike Tomlin or team owner Art Rooney II who made the call, the players were the ones that forced them to pull the trigger. Not one of the members of the 53 man roster or the practice squad criticized the offensive coordinator directly, not in media sessions or after practice or on their Twitter or IG pages, but they got their message heard loud and clear. Chukwuma Korfor may have paid the highest price getting benched after speaking negatively on the sidelines about calling the same run plays in their 2010 Week 8 loss to the Jaguars. Rookie Broderick Jones has played well in his first three starts after taking over at right tackle, making it unlikely that Chucks will start again, barring injury. In his post-game interview last Sunday, Najee Harris made his point clearly as much by what he didn't say. Always smooth and always professional, he still left no doubt that unless significant changes are made, the offense wasn't going to suddenly start producing. And then there was Deontay Johnson, visibly upset and frustrated on the sidelines during that loss to the Browns last week, a game where he and quarterback Kenny Pickett couldn't connect, often due to miscommunication. Johnson was reportedly pulled away from a coach on the sidelines and then had an animated discussion with Tomlin. Just yesterday, Adam Schefter reported that Johnson got into a heated argument with teammate Minka Fitzpatrick in the locker room after the game and had to be separated by teammates Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. Fitzpatrick is the most cerebral player on the defense, and he has to understand how bad and predictable the scheme is for his teammates on the offensive side of the ball, but he must have taken issue with Johnson's airing of his frustrations. In general, I would agree that players and coaches should play their cards close to their chest when there are problems in the house. For once, though, I'm glad that some of them didn't. Johnson's behavior wasn't a selfish, diva, me-first acting out. I view this as a player who wants his team to succeed so passionately that he had to make his case to any coach who would listen. He risked joining a Okorafor on the bench with his behavior. This time, however, it was Canada who got benched. Tomlin knew there was no other path forward, and I give credit to the players who made sure he got that message. That's my take. You can follow me on Twitter, at girlsurgeon. Check out the terrible take every day at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow us on SteelersDepot.com. And check out The Terrible Podcast with Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.